Done. Rarely. Here we are. Indeed. Sunday. <laughs> Indeed. The Here big day. Are. What are you doing? Um, well, nothing anybody was interested in this for you know, mm -hmm. Aristotelian philosophy and um, and uh, post Middle Ages uh, reasoning. Yeah. Uh, conceptualization of practice, mm. rather of knowledge. Da 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 da. To do to do. Um, uh, among other get... things. Among other things. <laughs> did you get my email response? <laughs> to the uh, chapter eighteen yeah. and nineteen. Yes, yeah. I did. Thank you. Holy yes, cow! It was so good, John. It was so good. <laughs> it was so well... short, but it was so good. <laughs> 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 because the visual that you you created, you know, you, it takes your breath away, and you're like, oh my god! And you gotta you gotta stop reading. And I love that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. When you fall in love with a book, you know, you gotta put it down just for a yeah. second because it's just too much. It's like, oh, wait, wait, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean. All I'm doing is following your lead. I don't <laughs> know. My God. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, twice I had to do that. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, that was a great chapter. Great. Well, wow. Okay. Good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. good. Makes me feel good. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So that was really good. And um, what's going to get? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's the way it is. I mean, everybody's pissed, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the visual, I'm telling you, it's just because everything is about your imagination. That's the beauty of reading. You know, because it's your imagination that takes over. I mean, movies are great because it's right there in front of you. But, I mean, that's why they always say the book is better. Yeah. Well, well I agree with that. I mean, I, I do. I do. I, this, uh, there's all sorts of context that we can talk about uh, in writing, and I'm and I'm not a see. I mean, I'm a I'm a published author, of course, but I'm not. I don't consider myself a seasoned writer necessarily. Mm -hmm. I'm not a student of the art, um, mm -hmm. but I write. I write my experience. I write my. I write what I think. I guess, mm -hmm. and I think people who do that, who are able to do that probably have an easier time of it um i agree 100 you know? percent. Mm -hmm. yeah because when you're trained there's too many there's just too many parameters you're trying to hit and i think it gets in the way of creativity i think so too it's unfortunate but i think that if you're if you're too good at what you do you don't you do it it becomes it becomes wooden it becomes too stiff you know mm-hmm you just say what you think, then it's blood and it's it's visceral. Mm -hmm. There's blood in the veins, you know. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't know what I'm talking about, but I mean that's how I feel, you know. Yeah. I, have, I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean it's really I I have I do have stuff I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I acquire. I, mean, I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and I suppose when I talk about stuff I know about, I'm probably pretty stiff. You know, because I, I know about it. I don't know, Marilee. God, come on. <laughs> thank you for the thank you for the compliment. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how, how I wrote, you know, the game, too. Just, I just wrote it. I don't know. But any, in any case, 
That, I think that's do. the difference when you're studied at writing. I, I just don't know because I'm not studied. I didn't go to school to be a writer. No, no, neither mm -hmm. one of us did. Yet we're both writing like crazy. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, you know, I mean, we're, I mean, when you think about what's going on right now between you and me and the people around us, um, um, it's pretty dramatic. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it is. Ah. And, I mean, think about just the conversation yesterday. Mm. Um, there's, there's implied, it's, it's been implied for the first time that they're going to make a movie about your story. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. The implication, I mean, it's always been up there like, yay, we should do this, whatever it is. But mm -hmm. yesterday was the first time that someone who had the capacity to do it said we should. Mm -hmm. We I will know. need before we start. We will, you know, we will need before mm -hmm. we start. Mm -hmm. Before we, before we, I think the word was before we go into production. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, well, shit. I mean, <laughs> you know, know, that's like having somebody say, you know, I can't, give me the keys before we go. I, I need the car keys. You know? Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. a done deal. We're going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know it's huge. It's, it's absolutely huge. And it's, it's great news. It's great news. It's exciting. But you know what has my attention today? Oh, God, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, today's Sunday, right? So, of course, I was at the farmer's market. Right. And I'm, you know, talking to the vendors and things. And my pie guy, okay, we got into a long discussion because I had given him the book, oh, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Anyway, we were talking. And whatever the conversation and his friend and this and that by the end I said you know what I'm going to give you another book because his friend went to his house and saw it there and said what is this and he goes this is a book on chess <laughs> and he goes no not a book on chess and he's like well <laughs> is it a you know so anyway he goes do you want to read it and he goes yeah I want to read it I'm going to take it so his friend took it oh which how about that? I know that makes me happy. And I, I said, is your friend a reader? Like for real? He goes, no, he's a reader. And I'm like, excellent. And uh, so then we started talking more and I gave him another book. And then I went back for something. Oh, I had forgotten my yogurt. This was at the end of the day. And he had given me a free pie. And I was like, oh, you know, thanks, whatever. So I'm taking the pie. And then we hugged. John? That was the best hug I've ever had, I think. I cannot remember a nicer hug. Well, that's I mean, nice. Yeah, I mean, you might think, oh, it's a hug, you know, or whatever. But no, it was a really good hug. It told me so much about him. I'm like, huh, this was really interesting right now, that hug. It was a transfer of energy, no doubt. Yeah, and it, it's it's sitting with me. And you know what? Of course, I notice it at the moment. But now that I'm away from the whole thing, and I'm sitting here thinking about it, going, "Gosh, I, I don't think I've ever had a hug like that before." Yeah, and I so won't forget I will, it. So, yeah, 
I don't know. I won't forget it. It just, I mean, obviously when you, hugging is a good thing. You know, we all hug and, you know, show our, our love for each other and it's great and this, that, but no, that was a hug. If I've ever felt one, that was it. it. It just, he was warm and sincere and it wasn't like a, you know, okay, like halfway on the cheek kind of, you know. Right. It, it, was, it wasn't a political hug. It was a real hug. It yeah. was a real hug. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, huh? Yeah. So that's, it just goes to show you the power of love in that moment. So that's that's sitting with me, and I'm really happy about it. I am really happy about it. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I've never heard a conversation like this before. Um, and you know what? Here's the kicker. He's only 25. <laughs> but here's another thing. <laughs> he's got five kids. He's 25, and he has five kids? Yeah. He's got twins. And, you know, I was like, what? But you know what? It totally makes sense. <laughs> oh, God, heaven have to help the, or the women, you know, who are 25 or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Very smart guy. Very, very smart. And, yeah, good conversationalist. Had emotional intelligence. And, Yeah. A lot of good stuff going on there for a 25 year old. I'm thinking, my goodness, you know, 10 years, 20 years, you know, just to have so much going on for you at 25. Oh, you're just running for president. I don't know. I don't know. No, they don't <laughs> hug like that. They don't <laughs> hug like that. It's not possible. <laughs> and then, okay, then let me tell you that my almond girl. I love the sprouted almonds. I have to get them every week. And, of course, they have flavored almonds, this and that. And then we started talking. And um, I forget how it came up. And she goes, I know, you're the author. She goes, I've been meaning to go over there. So what do you write about? So we started getting that conversation. And um, she gave me, like, a whole other bag of almonds for free. And I said, you know, hold on. So I went and I got my book and I gave it to her. You know that she almost started crying. Because of that, because of your she gesture? was, yeah, well, yeah. I don't, I don't think it was just the gesture. I'm thinking it was the content of the book. She tells me that um, she runs some sort of a, um, like a mentor group for young girls, and I oh, go, wow. oh my goodness, that oh fits. my, right, yeah. and so she was so appreciative. You know, you never know. It's the almond lady. So anyway, each time I passed by her, her nose was in that book. So I just I'm curious about about these people, uh, the the um, the the, uh, the pie guy. Yeah. And the almond woman. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, relatively young um, in a in a upscale food court kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, are they do they represent a bigger thing do they make their own stuff is this their is this it uh, well I was kind of blown away by that too because he was kind of sharing some numbers with me like how much money he makes doing that 
And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, it's really good money. I mean, I could pay my bills, all my bills, and take care of my five kids and have money left over. And I'm thinking, selling pies. You know, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how the, he runs, doesn't run, but he has this market and then there's two others. I think he said Irvine and Laguna Beach. And he does all those, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. On, but... on different, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess mm -hmm. we don't know. But He's anyway, doing pretty good. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting how, how it affects you sometimes. I know a guy who I, who, who sells a thing called Real Change here. And that's a, and it's, it's a, it's a pub, it's a, it's a newspaper, but they're like paper boys. They, they buy them and they resell them. That's what they do. And they're assigned territories. They get territories and so on. My assessment has always been that this guy, and I like him, and he's, and he's, we talk about stuff. Anyway, my, my view of him has been he lives under a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. Not the case. Um, you know, his car is better than mine. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You really yeah. never know. Mm hmm. Don't judge a book by its cover. No. At all. Pretty I mean, you know, I, it's it's a lifestyle. I mean, it's like it's like I mean, I see them as buskers almost, and they're and they're probably not. You because you consider the uh, the kind of volume that they have and where they have to go and what they have to do and so on, and it's it's kind of getting kind of mechanized. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's pretty cool. It's good though because it's sure. I mean, you're it's servicing you obviously. That's good. My goodness, it's so nice. I mean, just everyone there, and then the security guard. It's like <laughs> you give me a box of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so she sits at the front, right, and I'm at the I'm at the entrance. <laughs> And then, you know, there's my little Pilates girl who's such a doll. Anyway, we're we're sitting there talking, talking, and she had uh the security guard was reading the book. Now she's sitting there, you know, I don't know what page she's on, I don't know what she's doing. She's reading something. Then a couple walks into the market and they don't even get to the first vendor when he looks at her and he says, Now look. When I'm ready to go, if you go off and wander off somewhere, I'm leaving without you. And we were all like, what the hell? Oh, my God. He didn't care. And, I'm, and uh, <laughs> some of the security guards, that's in the book. That's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That was great. Yeah, it was a great, a great moment. But we were all just with our chin on the ground thinking that poor woman is in an abusive relationship. She doesn't know how to get out. You know, he humiliated her in public. Yeah. He has no self-respect, no respect for her. Why is she there? Money. Well, you know? again, just for support, maybe not money. There's a difference, I think. I mean, money is money, but. Maybe just no. for support. But... No, she doesn't have. No. If you're going to stay in a relationship like that, you, first of all, you have nowhere to go. Okay. You don't yeah. have the support to go and you need money to go. Yeah. You yes, know, I if... mean, I guess I, I, I see support as, as all of that, I suppose. Just support. You know, if you, 
I know, but if, if we don't, if we don't use the language, love or money, we won't understand the divide. Because if we start, you know, um, watering down the idea of that side of the fence with money, with all of these other descriptive words, then, then it could be anything. That's how we feel. It could be anything. No, it's not anything. It's money. Because everything falls under that heading. If it's not love, it's on the other side. Okay, so I, I get that. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, you know, so poor lady, we were looking around and just thinking, where is she? And then we were watching and he didn't even like, I guess, I don't know if he didn't keep his word, but she's off shopping or something and he's hanging around waiting for her. Weird. It's weird. It's too bad. It's um, <clears throat> There's so much that could be improved there for sure, but that's too bad. Yeah. And this is where self-love comes in. You know, self-love is having the self-awareness to understand, is that how you want to appear in public? You just don't care, do you? You just don't care about anybody because you don't care about yourself. And so you think you're okay to treat your wife like that in public. Was there anything come out of the, of the group that you were watching that was witnessing this? That was interesting beyond the obvious. I mean, did anybody say anything? I think, I think uh, our surprise was a little loud. Like, oh my god! <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> you know, yeah. yeah our reaction. It, they, I'm sure they heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. And this is, you know, and and it doesn't matter if I'm at the farmers market or you know we're at a. A corporate meeting. It doesn't matter. If you're around people, start watching. It's just people. Just people. It doesn't matter how they're dressed. It's just people. There's um yeah. Mm. I've yeah. I don't know. I've I don't know. I mean I'm I'm just kind of I don't know. Um I'm sure I've made mistakes in my life. I know I make them all the time, but but um I, I would I view that as as um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to react. I mean it's 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 angering. It's when when you when you treat someone like that, it's so angering and annoying and and so bad. I mean you walk up and grab the guy by the neck, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and shake it out of him. Um, right. But the thing is, is that it's, it's, it's like road rage. You get involved in road rage, and you know, that's bad. I mean, people get killed over road rage. Right. Um, it's so there's this business about it's none of your business, right? Right. It's none of your business. And it, then it is your business. And of course, this is your business if it, if it is your business for whatever reason. So there's this great gray area in the middle where you witness all this stuff and what do you do? Uh, well, okay, so this is, we go back to the game. We have to understand that it's not our game. That's not my player. Right. We're, we're watching. Right. So I'm a spectator. As a spectator, you spectate, you watch. Now, if 
these people get into some sort of altercation, if there's physical abuse, obviously you're going to have to protect somebody. Somebody's going to have to jump in and protect somebody. You have to. I mean, it could be a child. You know, you're going to jump in and say, wait a minute, what's going on here? It could be a dog. You know, what are you doing? Yes. Right. Yes. But, but, but then you, and you pick up liability, of course, also, as soon as you step in, because, because there was no prelude, there was no fact finding, there was just emotions. So you cold cock well, the guy and the wife doesn't testify against him, but she testifies against you because you just broke her husband's nose, you know? Well, um, or okay. collarbone, easier. Okay, but we, there was physical abuse, though. Right. Yeah, but so what? I mean, she won't. I mean, even though there's physical abuse. Um, when I was in college, I, I was a process server on my, my side hustle for mm -hmm. making money along with playing pool, which is my big hustle, was a process server. And um, I essentially served abusive, young, abusive relationships. That's what I did. That's mm -hmm. what, that was the problem. It was always somebody getting beat up and the whole thing was a disaster. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I had a I had a woman one time come to me. She was in the office across the across the hall from me at the Western Montana Bank. She's all black and blue. He, the, her husband has just pummeled her practically half to death. She comes to work and she's beat up, black and blue. And mm -hmm. I said, well, and what else? Well, he took two shots at her, too, and then threw a bottle and stuck in the wall. Oh, my God. I called her father. I, I figured out how to get into her psyche. I picked up the phone, called her dad in California. I said, get your ass up here and grab your daughter and take her home mm -hmm. before her husband kills her. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy across the hall. I don't know her, but I know what I'm looking at. And mm -hmm. you got a problem, pal. You're going to lose a daughter here. Mm -hmm. Well, within, I don't know, nine hours, he was there. Good. Well, see, you, you had to interject. You had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, never forget her. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, it's, but so okay. anyway, that's, so there it is. But most of the time, that wouldn't work out that way. Most of the time, what you do is you get sued by the by the party that got beat up mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you interfered. None of your business. But Not you know why all of that happens? All that domestic violence happens? A lack of education. It's all a lack of education because yes, there's is. no education in love, emotional intelligence how to deal with our feelings, how to communicate, how to regulate, you know, our anger. What are we getting angry at? Why are we triggered? And why are we entitled to abuse others when we are angry? We're not. You know, stay on your side of the street. And we're, we have not been formally educated. And so there's domestic problems. There's there's heroics, I guess, in certain circumstances, 
but the the heroic is is one cat's whisker away from a lawsuit mm-hmm. goes the other way mm-hmm. it's tough really is sure tough. right but we don't need the law we don't need the law we don't need courts if we knew how to manage ourselves, we wouldn't need any of that but because we don't we need a mediator and and literally we're going to a mediator who is only interested in money money is going to solve your problem who's going to pay the bill it doesn't well, change anybody or anything no i no the courts once you yeah right nothing nothing happens positive in, in the court system other than the fact that it's the court system that's all there is to it right but there's nothing positive there the educating people of course is the answer and that's what you're about um yeah um i am sort of about that sort of but not really well i mean yeah yeah, i mean i i mean you are i'm you know you picked me up off i mean literally you i mean i'm the swag you picked up off the street but let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) well okay so in this in this example that you gave okay this woman she doesn't have any self-respect no self-love no she doesn't know her value so there's a lot of insecurities there so if she doesn't know her worth right then she will take love from anyone who says i love you and that's she attracted this is what we say we attract the one who we are well she's no she's willing to take somebody who says i love you without understanding what that means yes i of course and you see movies about that and it's unfortunate and it's uh, the, the way that people are are portrayed um this this particular woman had a child as well the child went back to california with her uh so there's a custody fight there of course it'll be very interesting hmm. uh, or was i don't know whatever happened but um maybe maybe nothing i don't know Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you put yourself in harm's way when you do something like that, and that's another thing you want to you know be careful of is is what are you doing to yourself? You know, when right. you're stepping up because you're in trouble potentially. Well, you know what? Um, she probably didn't recognize the fact that he may have come off as able to protect her. He was strong. You know, maybe he was confident in him in himself. That's what she perceived because he wasn't showing signs that were like her. But that's exactly what it is. His insecurity in self. He doesn't have any self-worth. He doesn't have the self-control. All of that turns into abuse and entitlement. You know, if she said, I love you, then, you know, however he acts... Well, you're going to have to forgive me. You know I get angry. You know this is how I act. <laughs> Terrible. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that I try to communicate to people, you know, just in general conversation. Because for some reason, it seems like it's hard to understand. You know, that a lot of people don't get along. You know, you're... 
you're becoming a recluse. You don't want to deal with anybody. You're not interested. There's nobody worth hanging out with or talking to. The conversation is boring. Uh, or, you know, you enjoy your own time more than you do somebody else's. Well, let's go back a couple of steps then to the to, to the control, to government or authority control. Uh-huh. Are we being... Are we then being over-controlled, therefore we don't, why, we don't know what to do with our natural processes, therefore we don't do anything, or we, over, or we overdo, or we something else? What if we, what if we, it's kind of like, what if you remove all the street lights? Would cars bump into one another? They probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you get rid of the laws, would people kill, would, there, would the death rate go up? Probably not, probably go down. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, I never forget the first time I went around the, uh, Arc de Triumph in Paris. Mm-hmm. There was there's no lights. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. And there's dozens of lanes. I mean, I don't know how the six, eight, ten, twelve lanes to go around the damn thing. There's not a traffic light anywhere, and everything's fine. Now it's pretty spooky when you first get involved in that. But hey, you make it. You know, it's okay. Well, to that, I was talking to my son the other day, my youngest, and he had a remedy for the speed limit. He says, having a speed limit is ridiculous. And I said, yeah. And then he gave me the the remedy to it. And I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that. I can't say anything because, you know, (laughs) I don't know what he's going to do with that, but I don't want to be the one. But seriously, I'm like, that makes so much sense. Why didn't anybody else think of that? <laughs> well, good. So, yeah, don't don't give it away because it may be something he can use. But... Right, exactly. You know, yeah. but it just it you know when something hits you and just like why didn't I ever think of that? It's just so smart. Yeah. You know, but it's um yeah control control, and I think the less control we're able to control ourselves. Well, we absolutely are. I mean, those of us who who lived away from control, I mean, by living away from control, I mean, I lived away from control by living not in the city. I lived, you know, I was an urban. Right. I was an urban um, or suburban. I mean, forest dweller, I guess, forest mm-hmm. dweller for years. And, and um, um, I didn't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. But as a result, I also wasn't particularly well suited for regulation when I, when I did get involved right. in the city, you know? Yep. I had many, there's many examples, and you were aware of some of them, where I um, I was just picked off the street by the cops because I was in complete noncompliance and didn't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do that. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean go to court? For what? Because you did this, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Right. <laughs> well, you know, really, the bottom line is, if there's no injured party, then no crime has been committed. Uh yes, yes. But if you, but if you do it, but in my case, but in my case, the obvious, of course, if you were, if you were an egregious non-compliant, right. then there's a law <laughs> issue. You know, <laughs> a ticket every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. But aside from that, though, really, if if no crime has been committed, there's no injured party. Oh, we need to just live and let live. 
Yeah, yeah. No, you're, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, there's, there's everything spider. else is money. Everything the, else is money maker. The, thi the thing is, yes, it is. I mean, yes. I mean, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're, all your arguments are undeniable, but that I keep looking for where's the fatal flaw, and it always goes back to society. It's a societal problem. Mm. It's a social contract. It's it's a social contract. What is the social contract? It's to be compliant. Is it not? Uh, then, yeah. So don't you have don't you need a code to be compliant? To have social compliance. What is the code besides love? I mean, throwing love out for a minute because love we know works every time. Love is the answer. I know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but why does why does the other stuff fail? Because love isn't being practiced, right? Yeah, I mean, we're not even you allowed a, to. I, I know. I mean, everything you say is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everything you say about love, about your book, and about your philosophy is a self-fulfilling prophecy for the good. It works. It works every mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why aren't you the, you know, why aren't you the, why aren't you the president of the Supreme Court or something? I mean, what, what is it about your perfect solution that, is it just because it's fresh or what? What is it? Why? What? Why? Well, why aren't people beating down our your door specifically? Maybe they are after the pie guy gives you a hug. Maybe that's what's going to bring it down. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, I think on a grander scale, as you know, our old world crumbles down and our new world emerges. You know, there might be a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Well, I think that's so. So I guess maybe that's part of the of, of the current, uh, at least, uh, social political spectrum is that there may be a change afoot, mm -hmm. and that it will be a rather dramatic, big change. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I, of course, I I, I understand that, and I'm, and I'm writing to that. Um, but are I guess go back to my people? Right, are people dull enough? now to just simply not be impressed with what you've done um mm. yeah that's a good question that is a good question like there's not there's not even enough life in them to be looking for the answer want the answer or you know even curious that nope lights are out yeah mm -hmm. just no energy right there's nothing there Right. Maybe they've lost all hope. Like there's, there is no answer. But that's a very depressing thought process, you know? Yeah. That's why people commit suicide because they're, they literally have no hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel, any direction they look in, nobody has the answer, you know, and what they believe, well, they're entitled to what they believe is true but they don't realize that what they believe is not helping them. It's got them in this state. And death, where there is the absence of everything, pain, and there at least is is a better alternative than what they're going through. The day-to-day right. -day angst of whatever it is that they've got. Um, so, sure. Yeah. Um, Very unfortunate. I, 
You know, I don't, I don't know. I, in my lifetime, I've, I've witnessed suicide. I mean, I've been a party to knowing about suicides, been involved in, you know, people's suicides because of a circumstance we were all involved in, you name it. Um, the dramatic death, dramatic death mm-hmm. um, over, over business principally, uh, mm-hmm. some form of business. And uh, in some cases I've written about it. But in every case, it's stunning. It's just plain stunning. When someone, you know, when anything dies, it's stunning. When a bird dies, a lot of birds fly around, you know. When an animal dies, when an elephant dies, when an elephant gets injured, there's a lot of kerfuffle going on. Oh, I bet. When a human dies in, in, a, in a situation, there's just plain panic. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it all fades. Mm-hmm. And then we have an agency to come and take care of that, sweep the body away. Right. But there's panic. And uh, there's screeching and howling and all kinds of stuff. Gosh, dang, that's awful. Awful. What happens to an elephant when they die? Well, the body putrefies, but the elephants around them get all weird, totally weird. They get, they're hollering and blowing their horns and swimming their trunks around and stamping their feet. How heartbreaking. So, I mean, so literally the carcass, I mean, just what? It just putrefies and dies. It just goes back to the earth. You know, it's it's not a. Wow. It's a lot of it. It's like a whale. If you beach a whale, you're not going to walk on that beach for a while. Unless the you know department of whatever it is uh, hauls it away, a whale carcass on your local beach is a big smell. Yeah. But elephants same way, same thing, you know. The animals, the bugs, the <laughs> ants, the bees—they get them. I know, but them. when it's that big, you're just like, what do we do with it? Nothing. It just goes away eventually. Oh just my takes, goodness. This takes more time. That's all. Ugh. Takes more time. Oh, I mean, that's just terrible. You walk huh? into if, if you're walking along in a on a hunt, you walk onto a dead cow. You know, a bloated yeah. dead cow. Yeah. Especially if they're bloated, you do not want to poke a hole in that cow. No. No. Uh, that is. How oh we got here? Oh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not about that life. <laughs> No. Oh, that would just, it's so painful. It's so painful. I don't even know. Do you know how long elephants live? I I don't know, but I think a long time. I mean, it's, I think we a can long find time out. too. Yeah, yeah. I think they live a long time. Ugh. I think, I think, I think in general, as I, my recollection is that in general, things live a lot longer than I imagined they did. Animals and bugs mm-hmm. and bees and things live mm-hmm. longer than I thought. Some things live shorter, mm-hmm. but, um, I think my biggest, my biggest uh, revelation in over the last, let's say, five or six years, was the sophistication of of small crustacea, bugs, and things. How sophisticated they are uh, in hmm. you know, like visual sophistication and and uh, their ability to to uh, get involved in data. Amazing, amazing how how really backward we are for 
you know, for our for our ability to have consciousness and the hard problem, we fell short in a whole bunch of areas. Mm-hmm. So we didn't we didn't get the whole package for sure. Which right. I think we owe it to some of these things that are crawling around out there, given the courtesy of at least acknowledging the fact that they're way better than we are in many categories. Mm. I don't think that people generally see bugs, birds, and animals that way at all. I know. But they are. They're way more advanced than we are in certain areas. Way more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it ain't like you're talking to the lesser than. In some cases, you're talking to the way more sophisticated than. I'm starting to believe that the crows are following me. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Wouldn't be a bit surprised. Really? Sure. No, they don't. I mean, they they'll know who you are, and they they will get. They'll pick up. They'll talk about you. I know. I know all that happens because we research them here all the time, and um, we're the. As you know, I've said this before. We are the center of the. Mm-hmm. We are the vortex of crow research right here in the city of Seattle, at the University of Washington, actually, and. Um, uh, we're studying crows all the time. And there's all kinds of, of uh, tests going on with crows. How they follow well, people and how they, you know, pick out the bad guys and the good guys and harass the bad guys and so forth. Right. But, I mean, okay, so they know when I'm outside, when I take the dogs for a walk. They know where I live. They, they hang out in the tree in front. And yes. they wait for me to feed them. Yes. And, um... The other day, I went to the post office, and I parked, and one was right in front of me, the tree right in front of me. I swear, I thought he was going to land on my car. Like, he was just staring at me. And I'm like, do I know you? (laughs) And then today, at the market, I said, well, there's my crows. I got to get them a piece of bread. So then, I got them uh, a croissant, (laughs) of course. And then I started... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> God, and then I I started throwing the bread, but then I realized that no, that's not my crow because he was afraid. He did eventually come and get the bread, but he was very timid about it. And I said, "Yeah, that's not my crow. You don't know me." So I knew that, but I just I just I don't know. There was just something familiar, like I don't know, just a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're they don't like to get close to you. I mean, they'll they'll hop, but they'll hop yeah. back, hop back too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was know. gonna I was gonna get them. I had already bought a plane and an almond croissant, but then these crows come around. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll get you a piece of bread. So I was gonna get the you know a regular croissant, and the bread guy was like, no, you got to get the big one. And I'm like, the big one. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is for the birds. He goes, no, it's Sunday. You got to get the big one. So he pulls out this giant croissant. And I, okay, sure. So I take the big one and I give the birds their pieces and stuff. And then I come home and I'm eating this croissant going, oh my God, this is so good. Well, my dogs love it too. And I give Chip the outside crusty part and there's all the buttery, delicious inside. And I pull that out. I gave it to my dog. I gave it to Nala. And I thought, Nala, I just gave you prime real estate right now. What am I doing? (laughs) I could have eaten that. You did a good thing. Yeah. Oh, gosh, she loves it. But, you know, when you think about it, I paid $8 for this croissant. I give her the middle. We all love the middle. 
Did it look like a croissant? Was it? Oh yeah, it's a, just a giant yeah. croissant. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And fluffy inside, and and moist, and crispy on the outside. It was just delicious. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Do you ever make them? You ever try to make them? No. Mm -mm, I'd love to know how. To, I'd love to. I don't have the right oven for it, but I'd love to make some. Yeah, of there's there's a sourdough lady on Instagram. She does sourdough starters, mm -hmm. and she said she was working on it for a while, for a while until she was, you know, got it right. And now she can make all kinds of things from this sourdough starter. And she will send you her recipe for the starter. And so I got it. But in her little reels and stuff of what she makes with all this sourdough starter was panettone. I love that bread. And I didn't know it was made out of sourdough. Did you? No, I didn't. Uh -uh. But I'm, do you know what it, do you know well, what it is? Not, no, no. I, mean, I, I understand the name, but I don't know much about it. I've got a bread book. I could look it up, I guess. But you tell me. No, it's it's like a. It usually comes around Christmas time, yeah. and yeah, Italian bread, and it's um wrapped in like a brown sleeve, and it comes in a red box, and it's a fruit cake or a fruit bread. Oh, all right, I get, I'm close. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, <laughs> I bought one for Christmas. Oh God, I'm so bad. I bought one for us for Christmas, and we never opened it. And I'm like, well, it's just sitting on the shelf, you know, in the box unopened i'm just gonna throw it away so i was gonna throw well, it might, away it might still be good never know no well, cured itself. it wasn't expired at all oh oh yeah at all it's just that there was nobody around to eat the bread you know the big cake like thing so i thought well if i'm gonna throw it away i might as well open it so and then i open it well i might as well have a bite of it see if i still like it and then i'm like oh my god this is so good <laughs> John, I ate the whole damn thing. Calling all crows. Yeah. I did not share uh, it with the crows. I didn't share it with anybody. I just kept snacking on it for like the week. And I ate the whole bread by myself. I'm like, Marilyn, you didn't need to do that. You like bread, huh? You like bread? You seem to like bread. I like good bread. Yeah. I won't buy crap from the store at all. Do you ever make bread? Yourself? Really? Really? Yes. I've sent you pictures. Of your bread that you made? Yes, yes. You don't remember? <laughs> you had sent me a picture of the loaf you made, and then I sent you one back, and you're like, hmm, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll think about that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh -huh. Um Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm. Well, we, okay. all right. Yeah, yeah. I like. Well, I I make a lot of potato. I used to bake a lot of potato bread because mm. it's simple. Yeah, I use russet potatoes. Mm -hmm. And um, that's pretty good, among other things. I like fruitcake too. Mm. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know you make a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, I know that. But I did. I don't remember the picture of, the, of your bread. I, mean, I guess I do, kind of. I was probably so self-absorbed with my bread, I didn't want to even acknowledge your bread. I don't know, because it looked pretty good, and then you're like, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 but, uh, wait, I was just going to say something about that bread. Ooh, I don't know. Something about the bread. I forgot. Well, I tell you, I, I've got a crow story. My one, A friend of mine um, started feeding crows. 
and um, didn't take long. Of course, the crows are all showing up now. They, you know, mm -hmm. the crows start showing up. Maybe three, four, five. You just you know, fifty, and then a hundred, and two hundred, and three hundred, and whatever it is, crows. To the point where he starts buying fifty-pound bags of food. Oh of, my god! Of um, <laughs> animal food, cat food, yeah. whatever it is, food, you know, pellets. And then he goes out, and he's got a scoop. Finally, he's got this great big scoop. And in the morning, at a certain time, as the crows all know, because they're all—it's funny because they're—they're all sort of close, but they're not right there. But they're mm -hmm. in the area, you know, they're there. He'll go out and he'll throw a scoop out in the yard. And all of a sudden, 300 crows are just there. The place is black. Yeah. And they're just scrambling. And eagle and stuff. They have a great time to take off. Well, finally, one day, the cops show up at his door. And apparently, the problem with the crows is that there got to be so many crows that they were pooping on the neighbor, literally, on the neighbor. Uh, not the neighbor's house or the neighbor's yard, but pooping on the neighbor in yeah. the yard somehow. So wow. She, she called the police. And the police said, you cannot do this. You cannot feed these crows. It's against the code. They're considered wild, and you're, it's against the code to feed wild animals, wild whatever. So there was a code in the city of Kirkland that, that stopped this process. Mm. So they uh, made a switch. Then they started to feed them inside the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not 300 at a time, but... They would, they made it known, they let it be known to the squirrels and to the jays and to the, some of the rats and whatever was out there that there was, a, there was a feed going on in this house through this particular window. And I was, I witnessed to this, so I'm not telling a story. I watched this happen. And so they open up the window and sit. And the, an animal of a crow or a squirrel will come in and walk in, like into a restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> and have a little food with these people, and then leave, and then pretty soon something else comes in, and it's not the same. It's not. It's not like a bunch of squirrels. It's a squirrel, and then it's a blue jay, and then it's something else, you know. How lovely. Yeah. Yeah, that's darling. It's like, why can't we feed them? I mean, I think obviously there's probably risk, and that's why they had to come up with a code. But sometimes I feel bad for the coyotes, and I want to feed them. Yeah, they're just scared. They come down the street. Man, I've seen them coming down the street here, and they're just running like hell. They're scared to death. When they get in the Aww. city, they get frightened, Aww. which is too bad. And we're doing that to them. There's, there's nothing about that. that it's not our fault. Mm. Um, coyotes mm -hmm. are really cool. They're, that's the spirit animal for the Colville and I'm mm -hmm. part of that organization, and you know, coyotes are my thing. But, but um, yeah, that's our mm. fault. It's nobody's mm -hmm. fault. It's our fault. So I remember uh, what I was in, what I was thinking about with the bread. This lady, when I was buying my tomatoes, she needed very ripe tomatoes, and so she started to share how she was making this tomato soup. She didn't call it that at first, but she takes these very ripe tomatoes, and she'll grate them with a grater right into the pot and the secret to her tomato sauce or tomato soup was bread she goes you get you know like a white soft white country bread just mm -hmm. the inside and then you you break it up and everything you put it into the soup yeah and she and she says it's a thickener you would never know there was bread in there 
be like throwing in flour, but you're throwing in bread. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she needed eight tomatoes for two. You know? And I, I said, okay, so it's kind of really simple. Like, she's just making regular tomato soup, and then she threw that bread in there. But it sounded like a recipe that was passed down to her. Probably was. Yeah. 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 I said, I go, you didn't give me the whole recipe. You're gatekeeping. I need I need all of it. <laughs> she started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Do you ever do you ever watch America's Test Kitchen? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or get the book. No, um, but there was somebody tipped me off to. Oh, it was the uh, see farmers markets where it's at because this is where people talk about food, uh-huh. you know. But he was talking about the like culinary dot com or something, and it everything you need to know on there. It tells you step by step on this app how to make whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, the uh, um, the test kitchen. I I follow those guys because they're because it's a lot of testing. I mean, they they test everything um, before they turn it loose, and they, you, you get to watch them do it. Um, so it's kind of you know nice. right. Okay, um, illustrated culinary illustrated. I'm trying to remember what it was now, but he was well, saying, mine, oh, mine is this mine is Cooks Illustrated is is the is the premier the premier book, Cooks Illustrated. Oh, Cooks Illustrated, yeah. I mean that's what it was. That's yeah, what it was. That's mm-hmm. what I get. I get Cooks Illustrated. And it's they're mm-hmm. all hand drawings. They're all illustrated. And mm-hmm. then there's also photography, but it's a great I mean it's it's the top of the line. It's the best, I think. IMO, I think. Cooks Illustrated. But it's an app or it's a magazine? Well, it's probably everything. I get the magazine. I get hard copies, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I get their books. Like I have all their Mediterranean stuff. I got all their Mediterranean diet books. Mm. Really? And uh, and there, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, they have two. Um, that's, I mean, when I say all, they have two, but they're big. They're ring bound. They're big ones. And um, uh, but the thing I like about them, frankly, is that is that they have a series of about seventy. Uh, full-time chefs that do nothing but experiment with recipes until they get it to where they think it's right and then they put it in their book nice yeah hmm yeah i told him i was gonna look that up because you have to we, I don't, we were talking about some some recipe and he goes yeah you gotta look it up you can find everything on there cooks illustrated yeah. that's it yeah mm-hmm cooks illustrated and they, and they and the television the the television series that goes with it, which is on public television, is um, is America's Test Kitchen. Oh. And you, and you get you get to meet the staff and you get to you know you get to watch and see what they do and stuff and it's fun. I mean, if you like to cook, I like to cook, so you know it's fun. America's Test Kitchen is an app. Well, okay, good. Then it's an app too. There you go. I'll get this app. Sure. Look at that. Got another app on my phone. Everything, if whatever you need, it's in an app. Oh, by the way, so get this. Talking about apps, you know, I've been creating my app, right? Yeah. Well, it's hard to know what the front side looks when you're in the back side, you know, adding all these things and figuring it out. And just out of curiosity today, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna Google it, or you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and see if it comes up. Because I haven't launched it yet. And it does come up. So I got to see the front. 
How does that work? Well, because it's it's a URL that I own. Oh, and yeah. you're feeding it, and it's that's right. Well, then how do you well then how do you launch it then if it's already if it launches automatically how do you launch it? Well, it's it? only right. So right now I ha I haven't told anybody the link. Okay, so you wouldn't okay. know how to look it up, but right. it's there, and they will go ahead and submit it on all the different platforms, you know, like Apple, so that you can right. download the app. Yeah, that's yeah, that's part of the deal. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Well, I'm yeah. really pleased with it. How did it look? You're happy? Yeah. Uh huh. I'm happy. I'm like, oh, now I get to see where, like, where the holes are. You know, and if I, I don't know, I just, it's different when you're doing it. And then when you're looking at it, like a, you know, somebody who's reading. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, get on, you know, put your book on, like my books on uh, Audible. Mm -hmm. Listen to somebody else read your book to you. That's really weird. But it's fun. You know what? So my pie guy, he told me, he goes, is it on Audible? Are you going to put it on? I said, no, it's not that kind of a book. You know, it's no, it isn't. Yours, yours isn't that kind of book. No, but you know what he told book. me? He listens to textbooks on audio. And I said, Why? I don't know. Is he a student? Um, didn't ask him that. But I thought to myself, you know, that's how narrow minded I'm being because there's a whole bunch of people out there who like to do different things. And just because my opinion is that it's, you know, it just wouldn't be suitable. Well, not necessarily, I guess. There's people out there who actually do that. It's weird. It kind of a form of be kind of a form of self education, it seems to me. Mm hmm If you're listening to a textbook. I mean if you want to do a textbook on marketing, you know, if he has a textbook on marketing. Yeah. And this guy's in the marketing business, listen to a textbook on marketing about mm -hmm. you know, whatever whatever that represents in mm -hmm. terms of planning or advanced, you know, whatever. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's Strunk and White's Elements of Style. You know, I, I bought Strunk and White's Elements of Style when I wanted to be a good writer. I've never opened it up. Well, <laughs> I just write. And that's <laughs> right. And that's how we are. We have to see ourselves. Like, you know, I don't know a thing about marketing. I don't know a thing about marketing. And I never even thought to read a book or listen to a book or pick up a book on marketing. I have no interest yeah. in that at all. Yeah. And I and I admit I know nothing about it. And it would help me so much. What the hell is your degree in? Your first degree? Business management. Well that's there's some marketing in there, wasn't there? Some right? <laughs> uh <laughs> I learned I learned about people and I learned about me while I was there. I didn't learn any curriculum at all. Yeah, well, it's my whole undergraduate program was pool and beer. I learned about pool and beer. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh, school. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if I'm going to put it on audio or not, but I'm, I'm with you. I think that it's, I mean, parts of it, like the stories, the definitions. I can't... Well, the gates, the stories, the gates, some of them, their stuff, but. But um, um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Tell you, you're of course you could do it. You're a you're a hell of a good reader. I maybe you should just do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But then it wouldn't be on Audible necessarily. 
Maybe you I don't know. What am I know? I don't know anything. I mean, I was a big surprise when Audible picked me up. I had no idea. No, I, I did not. That wasn't, that wasn't a plan. Right. They found me. Right. They found me. I have no idea how you, how you get there. Hmm. I it's a publisher. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Amazon company. I mean, they are, they are owned by Amazon. I, I know, but we, we, anybody can get onto Amazon and Audible and be a voiceover for these books. They pay you for that. I know, but the, you, you got to be good at it. You're good. At, I'm not. You're good at it. Well, you know. Okay, but, but my point being that if I if I signed up for it, then I could read my own book and get it on there. You probably could. Yeah, it makes sense. Sure, why not? <laughs> and then it would be in my <laughs> voice, in my writing. Well, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you might look into that. It'd be something to do during the Christmas holidays coming up. Oh gosh. John, it's... <laughs> please. <laughs> you know, I think last night I was thinking about that too, just about life and time and getting older. And um, just, I don't know. I was having a weird moment. And usually I don't think about those things at all. But I was just thinking about how precious life is time you know and especially right now while we're going through this change it's such a blessing to be alive no matter how hard it is no matter what the struggle is we're going through right now it's a blessing to be here and i only wish i had more time because what's to come on the other side is going to be phenomenal you know and and um it is what it is it is what it is, and I know plenty of people who didn't even make it to this this point. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you know people. You got to try me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you know, we, we really need to pan back a little bit and, I don't know, just really appreciate life. It doesn't matter how old we are. It just doesn't matter. Just appreciate it. You're still here. Yeah. Still here. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, um, I sent you a, uh, 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 Instagram of a fox in the wind. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I sent that to you first. All right. That's what I did then. I, I got it from you and I sent it back to you thinking I was, it was fresh. <laughs> and? Well, I, that's how I view life right now. Um, I think. In my, my perception of, uh, of, of how I view stuff. I'm, I've just got my nose in the wind. Mm. Um, I really do. Mm-hmm. Let the wind blow my hair around. Mm. Speaking of hair, I think I should cut my hair. I have no thoughts on your hair. <laughs> Long or short? <laughs> Why would you ask me that? Well, just because it's just a legitimate question, you know? Mm. Why? Is it bothering you? Well, it, it depends. But I, it's getting long enough to point out, and I've had it this long before. I've had it long before, and it's long enough now to where I have to start pulling it back, you know? Mm-hmm. I have to put a band in it or put a clip in it and do something or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Right. It's naturally... It's naturally wavy, so it's not a problem. It's like, you know, I don't need to go to the dentist 
or the hair, whatever you do. But, but um, anyway. Well, you can just get the knife know. out of the drawer and start hacking away, John. Well, that's <laughs> my deal. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So just, uh, uh, and when it gets long, too long, that's when you know it's time. You know, when it's bugging you. My hair does that. So, so if I cut my hair with a knife, does that mean I have game? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think maybe it just makes people wonder if you can afford it or not afford it. Why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> no. But, <clears throat> I mean, I, right. I think we all kind of do that with something it's good enough it's good enough i don't care it's good enough i cut it myself uh, anyway all right we done <laughs> we're never done but anyway <laughs> yeah okay yeah. all right we're well done. i'm off to the next thing all right and uh, be careful okay you gonna write probably i don't know mm, something something all right i love you yeah. I love you. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.